The shiny nameplate and doorknob facing the street belied the shabby interior. But Prudence knew enough about the practice of law to realize that she should not judge the barrister by the air of dilapidation in his chambers. Rooms in the ancient inns of court were highly prized and available only to the select few. It was a matter of pride and tradition that no modern conveniences should invade the hallowed chambers. I'm surprised there's a gas lamp, she murmured. I thought they hadn't progressed beyond oil lanterns and candles. Shall we go up? Chastity asked in a similar undertone. That's what we came for. Prudence sounded more confident than she felt. She set foot on the stair, chastity behind her. It was too narrow for two to climb abreast. The door at the head of the stairs stood slightly ajar. Prudence knocked, thought it had been too timid a knock, and rapped rather more smartly. A creaky voice bade her enter. Presumably it did not belong to Sir Gideon Malvin, K.C., she reflected. Her father had described him as the youngest barrister to achieve that accolade in a decade, and she remembered from the entry in Who's Who that he'd been appointed to the bar twelve years ago. He couldn't be more than forty, she calculated. She went in, leaving the door ajar, and failed to notice that chastity didn't follow her. Madam? An elderly man in a threadbare frock coat and frayed collar looked at her in surprise from behind an overloaded desk. He glanced up at the clock, which chimed eleven o'clock as he did so. Can I help you, madam? He rose from a tall stool and peered at her in the gaslight. I would like to see Sir Gideon Malvin, Prudence stated, glancing around her with interest. The walls were invisible behind bookshelves groaning beneath the weight of thick, leather-bound volumes. A telephone hung on the wall behind the clerk's desk, an expensive piece of modernity that surprised her even more than the gaslight. It stood out like a sore thumb. On a coat rack beside the door hung the barrister's working garb, a black gown and an elaborate white curled wig. The clerk opened a ledger on his desk, slowly turned the pages, and then peered through pince-nez at the entries. He looked up after what seemed an interminable length of time. Sir Gideon has no appointment for this time, madam. That's because I haven't made one, Prudence said, an impatient edge to her voice now. She took off her gloves, aware that the gesture felt almost symbolic. The man was playing games with her. As I'm sure you are well aware, I would, however, like to make one. You are a solicitor, madam? He stared at her and she saw that his eyes were a great deal sharper than his rather bumbling manner might indicate. Hardly, she said, but nevertheless, I wish to brief Sir Gideon on a libel case, one I think he will find both interesting and profitable. The last lie slid off her tongue as smoothly as water off oiled leather. The clerk pinched his chin, regarding her in silence for again an unnerving length of time.